millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the link in the description. Ghost Maps is hosted on Libsyn. Get up to two months of free podcast hosting for your show from Libsyn with the promo code HUNTU. Check out the description for more details. Ghost Maps Entry 52 Marine Terrace, Singapore It's been quite an eventful time for me recently. Between my injury and everything that happened after, I think I've had more than my fair share of excitement for a while. And that's why... It's so nice to be recording these accounts from the comfort of a neighborhood coffee shop again. To return to the familiarity of what I do, feeling thoroughly rested and refreshed. Rahim, my interviewee this evening, seems to take some comfort from coffee shops too. It would be understandable, however, if his relationship to neighborhood eateries was a little more complicated. After all, it was at a place a lot like this where he learned about a particular supernatural presence in his life. A real estate agent for the last three years, Rahim says he's probably seen more coffee shops than even I have. I make it a point to stop by an area's makan place before every showing, he says. Proudly. It's something so many agents overlook for some reason, but coffee shops are really important to buyers. I tell him that I completely understand. You can learn a lot about a neighborhood and even an entire country by where people gather to eat. Exactly, Rahim tells me, with a smile that a moment or two later gives way to a far-off look. It's a look that I recognize. I've done enough of these to tell when someone's getting lost in their thoughts and when's a good time to interject. So, I turn my recorder on and make sure to place it on the table just loud enough to grab his attention. Then, I ask him to start from the beginning. Two and a half years ago, Rahim was in his mid-twenties and already feeling the strain of work. He was around six months into his time as an agent then. He had, and still has, a natural affinity for the job. His sales pitches never feel forced and his smile always comes easily. Back then, however, he felt like he needed to work harder than everyone else to prove himself. Whether it was showing as many houses as he could in a day 
or powering through stacks of paperwork. He was determined to make an impact. His friends and family understood, but that didn't change the fact that all this work was draining the life out of him. And then there were the shadows. Well, shadows isn't entirely accurate, I guess, he elaborates. They were really these shapeless figures that seemed devoid of light. Shadows just feels like a simpler way of describing them. These shadows never hid their presence from him. And whenever he tried to approach them, they would vanish. At first, Rahim brushed them off. Tricks of the light, or his own overactive imagination. But something about the way they moved, almost like they slithered around. Watching them, he just knew that they were real. Most alarming of all, he'd seen them at every flat, condo, or semi-D that he was showing. The shadows, whatever they were, they were tied to him, specifically. Rahim wasn't scared. He was worried, though. He feared that these shadows were manifestations, not of evil spirits, but of his stress getting to him. My family has a history of health problems, he explains, his tone growing more somber. My mom died when I was very young. She was around 25. My nene, who helped my dad raise me, passed on just six months before I started in real estate. She had a good life, but she was only 68. His voice cracks a little as he adds, that's still too young. I ask him if he needs a moment, but he shakes his head, exhaling a breath that I didn't even realize he was holding in. Rahim's tone becomes level again, almost professionally so, as he continues. I'd seen a couple of doctors, all of them said the same thing. These shadows were probably stress-induced hallucinations. They warned him to slow down, and he knew that he needed to. But the momentum of those last six months kept him going, until one fateful night. Returning home to his flat after his Busiest day yet, Rahim immediately crashed onto his sofa, hoping for relief to wash over him. After all, it always seemed to work before. Get home, get rested, get ready for another day. Not this time though. Rahim's exhaustion only grew, coupled with a creeping sense of uneasiness. Soon, he found it difficult to breathe. 
He tried to head to his bed, but after just a few steps, he collapsed onto the floor. Rahim started to panic, and that only made things worse. He felt a weight on his chest as his heart beat faster and faster. With tears streaming down his face, his thoughts went straight to his family, to his younger siblings and his father. I kept thinking about how I wouldn't be able to watch my brother and sister grow up, he tells me. What this would do to my dad? Rahim now realizes that he was having a breakdown. Months upon months of trying to reach some impossible standard that he thought he had to set for himself. All of it was taking its toll. And it was during this breakdown that the shadows appeared again. From every corner of his living room, they crept out, growing larger and larger as they closed in on him. Soon, it felt like the ominous figures would swallow him whole. But before it seemed like all hope was lost, Rahim managed to weakly let out one word. And it, as he called out to his late grandmother, the shadows suddenly scurried almost fearfully back into the corners of his flat. After another half an hour or so, Rahim was able to pick himself up from the ground. He made his way to his bedroom where he finally fell into a deep sleep. First thing the next morning, however, he visited yet another doctor. The diagnosis was the same, hallucinations brought about by the strain he was under. But now, Rahim realized that they had to be something more. He needed an answer, and he would get it from a rather unlikely source. Two weeks had passed since his breakdown. He'd spent a couple of days on medical leave, then returned to work. He was careful not to cram too much into his week, though. There was, of course, still stress, but nothing like what he had put himself through before. And, just like the stress, the shadows still lurked around. Waiting... He felt for another chance to get him. He spent most of his evenings now visiting his dad and siblings at their flat in Marine Terrace. The breakdown really put things into perspective, he tells me. I made sure that I told them that I loved them every chance I got. On one particular evening, however, after dinner with his family, he received a call from his national service buddy, Aziz. They were never exactly super close, Aziz and Rahim, that is. Sure, they 
had caught up every once in a while since they finished their tenure in the army, like most national service buddies do. Manrahim certainly enjoyed chatting with Aziz normally. But that night, he just wasn't feeling up to it. Aziz, however, was insistent. So, Rahim relented and agreed to meet him at the nearby Marine Terrace Market. The market's just a part of the neighbourhood for my dad and my siblings, he says. But ever since I moved out, it's become this monument to simpler times for me. When Aziz arrived, the pair traded the usual pleasantries. They talked about their families. They asked each other whether they had seen the other guys from their NS days. And of course, they talked about work. Aziz was a programmer at a fintech company these days, and he certainly seemed happy with his job. Then, he asked Rahim how he was doing. Maybe I'm retroactively reading too much into it, Rahim says. It just seems, now with hindsight, like he was leading up to my job the whole time. Rahim told Aziz about how stressed out he'd been and about the breakdown. He didn't say anything about the shadows, though. Aziz only nodded politely. When Rahim was done, Aziz remained silent for a moment or two, looking around the market thoughtfully. Then, turning back to Rahim, he asked whether this place held any meaning to him. It was an innocent enough question, even if it seemed to come out of nowhere. Rahim didn't need to think about it. He told Aziz about his nenek, about how she would wake him up early every Sunday morning, and together they would come here to get breakfast for the rest of the family. It was their special time together. Again, the pair sat in silence. But now, Rahim felt safe for the first time in a long time. The silence, however, was broken when Aziz very matter-of-factly asked, So, how many specialists did you see about the shadows? Rahim's eyes widened. He stammered out half-sentences, trying to comprehend what was happening. Aziz, taking just a little pleasure from the shock on his friend's face, explained that he came from a long line of another kind of specialist. Since he was a kid, Aziz could see things that others couldn't. Some of them are bad, Aziz said, like these shadows. They feed on negative emotions. But there are others, Aziz continued, good ones, like the spirit that's with you right now. In that moment, memories of all those Sunday mornings came flooding back 
for him, of good food and the warmth of his grandmother's presence and love. I swear, it didn't just feel like she was right beside me. Rahim whispers, I'm absolutely sure that she was. Aziz told him that he needed to take things easier at work and that he needed to always remember what was truly important. She will protect you, Aziz had said, but you must help her by looking after yourself. Rahim exhales another breath. It still surprises me how much telling this story affects me, he says, smiling. I tell him that it's alright, that it's completely understandable. I ask him whether he's seen the shadows since then. Sometimes, he confesses. But whenever that happens, I just visit the market again. He then adds with a smile. It's the one place where they don't dare haunt me. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Huntu production created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray with art direction by Jolene Lim and recorded on Audio-Technica Mics.